Today we're talking all about Hamilton's vacant home tax. What's up everybody, it's Justin Little here from Team Grande at Remax Escarpment and I want to thank you so much for joining me again today. It is an absolute pleasure to have you tuning in this week. This week we have another interesting topic. Uh, last week we covered Airbnbs and how there's going to be some bylaw changes coming for that. So if you're interested in that, check out last week's video. Um, but this week we have one that kind of coincides with it, just about how Hamilton's trying to provide more inventory, and that's talking about Hamilton's vacant home tax. Before I go ahead and do that, uh, if you have a vacant home and you're looking to sell it or you're looking to buy a home in Hamilton, you can use the link in the description below to book a call with me at a time that is convenient for you so we can talk about your options. So I have the article here and I want to pull it up. Uh, that came out yesterday, January 26th. Obviously, I'm recording this video a little bit early, but I wanted to talk about this because I think it's a very interesting topic. The goal, uh, the kind of push that I've been seeing from city council lately is a little impressive in a sense that they're trying to take vacant homes or you know homes that aren't occupied by owners and put them on the market so homeowners can purchase them and live in them. They're trying to create more supply, and they've come up with a few creative ways. I know I mentioned last week about the vacant home, uh, not the vacant home tax, sorry, the air, that's what I'm talking about today, the Airbnb tax that came in, or bylaw that's coming into effect uh, if it gets passed, and the changes that's going to have for people that are trying to Airbnb their secondary properties. Um and now we have this vacant home tax, which I want to go through the article because it's not a very long article, but it's very well written. It covers a lot of the points and it's probably better than me trying to rifle the points off the top of my head. But if we go to the article here, you can see uh, that the city's marching forward with tax on vacant homes designed to uh, coax more stock in Hamilton's tight market. And that's exactly what they're doing. I completely agree with it. They're trying to hit the plan of putting more homes on the market for homeowners to purchase not for investors to purchase. Even specifically foreign investors who come, they purchase, they don't rent it out, and they just let these vacant homes sit there. So they're trying to eliminate that. So I do applaud them for this effort. Um, it is part of a suite of policies, a suite of steps the council is taking to ensure that we are addressing the affordable housing crisis that this municipality is facing. So even though the market's gone down like since February, since the peak in Hamilton, we're down uh, almost 36% as of the end of December. It looks like we still do have an affordability crisis. And I do feel it because our average price right now, third week of January that we're sitting at is about 782 in Hamilton. I remember when I first started in the industry, and I feel like I'm sounding like an old man here now, but when I first started in the industry, if I got a house or a listing that was in the 700s, it was like, holy, this is a luxury listing in Hamilton. Usually it was an Ancaster or something like that, you know, down by the lake. It was just a super exciting listing. But now to think that, you know, townhouses are selling for almost that price in Hamilton, uh, we still do have that affordability crisis there, um, but it is mostly being controlled by the interest rates, but it does have a lot to do uh, with the lack of supply. So in a 10 to 5 vote on Wednesday, councillors, uh, so I guess, yeah, Wednesday of this week, councillors directed finance staff to prepare a new program that would see the owners of vacant properties pay the 1% tax in 2024. The tax will target properties of six units or less that are vacant for more than 183 days in the previous calendar year. So I do think that that's fair. So they're targeting six units or less. So that's going to be most typical homeowners. So if you're not familiar with Hamilton, anything six units uh, or more is 
or over six units is considered commercial, um, not considered residential. So for commercial uses, I guess we're not really targeting that. The bigger investors, what they're looking at is for people that are buying one to four unit homes, leaving them vacant for whatever reason. Like I don't see anybody leaving a four unit home vacant. Um, but I mean, it could be a possibility because it's still deemed residential in Hamilton. It looks like they're targeting those smaller investors, or I guess it could be larger investors or larger corporations that are buying and holding uh, without any you know, desire to to rent it out. Some scenarios such as deaths, hospitalizations, major renovations, or court orders exempt them from paying the tax. Okay, so that makes sense. If you're in the, you know, the midst of a major renovation, like Matt on my team right now, he's renovating his place on Upper Gage. Um, It's been vacant for a little bit. If it takes him more than six months, because he's doing a major renovation, he's converting it into two legal units. Because he's doing that, I guess that's why they would give you a break. And that makes sense because you're doing something to improve the property. You're trying to improve the units, maybe create more units. And that's kind of what they're looking for is to provide that. Um, However, something like that appeals to investors. So that doesn't really affect the everyday buyer, I don't think. I mean, it just puts... Like really, this if this was targeted more, now I'm thinking about it more of single family residential homes, it might make a bit more sense because not a lot of you know families are buying two unit, three unit, four unit homes or five unit homes. Um, yeah, so they, maybe I don't know why they're targeting that because really like a four unit home, it's just going to be an investor that purchases it. The most challenging piece is knowing how many homes are vacant in Hamilton, but staff estimates 1,135 properties fall into that category gloria rojas senior tax policy advisor told counselors last week so i wonder how they're estimating this i want to know i'm actually kind of curious like they don't have any staff monitoring this now um that is going to be the most challenging piece are they going to door knock are they going to look at people's taxes uh you have to file something when you file your property taxes um and then what's to stop people like if it's a self-assessment Uh, or you have to fill out a form and submit it or something to the city, what's stopping people from lying on that form? So I'm kind of curious how they're going to reinforce that. Um, It could be similar to kind of how they reinforce the illegal rental unit uh, bylaws now, and that's typically a neighbor just complains, and then bylaw will go check it out because they can't actively go door-to-door looking for these issues. Uh, The cost of implementing the program is $2.6 million, and the annual operating expense is pegged at $2.2 million. The city expects to hire 16 full-time staffers to administer the tax. Okay, so 16 new jobs. There you go. I guess that's an exciting thing. And I wonder what those jobs, like, why 16? What I'd love to know what the 16 staff are going to do. Are they out there trying to find these vacant properties? Or are they out there making sure that the ones they're aware of are paying the taxes? How are they going to monitor this? How are they going to know if a place has been vacant for more than 183 days? Like, are you going to have to admit that? How are they going to have a record of that unless you maybe as the homeowner are forced to prove that it hasn't been? Um, But I'm just already starting to see a lot of loopholes with this. The estimated gross revenue in the first year is 4.3 million. Okay. So it's about 4.8 to get it going plus, well, 2.6 to get it going plus 2.2 annual uh, expense. So 4.3 million. So a deficit in the first year. Well, the program is forecast to net 3.3 million from 2023 to 2028. Okay, so that makes sense. They have a five-year look here. So the first year, they're admitting they're going to take a loss, but hoping to net $3.3 million, uh, over the next five years. Uh, it's very hard to estimate what will happen after that. She added, knowing that the program may no longer be self-funding if enough vacant properties become occupied. Okay, so that's like an optimistic outlook. You're hoping that 
you know, within five years, you filled every single vacant home in Hamilton and you've pegged every single person that is trying to dodge this vacant tax. So that's an ambitious outlook. Um, and uh, what are they going to do to keep those 16 staffers on? Like, I guess it's just going to be a contract for that time period and then they could renew at the end of it. But ahead of Wednesday's vote, uh, Nan, who had pushed for the taxes since 2019, noted the goal is not so much revenue generating, but rather incentivizing and encouraging homeowners to fill vacant homes. So that seems to be the general gist here of what they're looking to do. And I just completely agree with what they're doing. I think I personally hate, and I've been in so many when I'm showing houses in Hamilton, particularly downtown, North End, those sort of areas uh, where you see vacant homes just sitting there. And I know they're using the word homes, but one thing to consider too is vacant condos. Because there's a lot of like units in high rises that are just sitting there that could be units for first time home buyers or downsizers. So I love the spirit of this. I love what it's trying to get across and what it's trying to do. The approval of the staff's framework was the latest in a series of studies and preamble dating back to the previous council. A bylaw governing the program is expected in November. All right. So a little bit of a time, uh, time period there. So far, Vancouver is the only city in Canada to implement a tax on vacant homes, but Ottawa and Toronto are preparing similar policies. Okay, so it seems to be a way that they're trying to tackle vacant homes. It's curious. I'm actually, so Vancouver's already doing it. I guess they do have a framework of how they should implement it. Uh, hopefully they follow that framework, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Councillor Mike Spatafora said he didn't oppose Nan's take on the tax, but expressed concern over the recruitment and retention of staff to make it happen amid existing municipal hiring challenges. Okay. So that makes sense. Where are you going to find 16 staff to come on and do this? Um, and I guess the roles have to be pretty outlined. And is this another program that needs 16 more staff, Ward, four count, Ward 14 counselor said? I do sort of agree why you need 16. I don't like, but then again, I don't know the process. <laughs> like they're not explaining. There's not any explanation here about how they're planning to do it. It's just saying this is our hope, but we, I guess we need 16 people to do it. <laughs> counselor Tom Jackson suggested the hope that the cost of the new initiative would eventually be reimbursed represented a gamble. That makes sense, I guess. You're looking at two point, what was it? Two point, uh, 2.6 million just to get it off the ground and then 2.2 million a year. So I guess that that 1% tax that you're hoping to implement, you're hoping that you're going to net that 3.3. And I'm assuming they're estimating that based on the estimation of the 1,135 vacant homes that they have on file. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some more research that needs to be done there. It's noble, I guess, a worthy attempt, the Ward 6 counselor said. But for me, the risk is on the ta- the risk on the taxpayers is just too great. Carl Andrus, who leads the Hamilton Community Benefits Network, called Wednesday's approval a good first step toward a tool that addresses the problem of vacant homes. And I do think it's a good first step. I actually agree with you, Carl, you know, on that one. Uh, but the devil's going to be in the details of how it's implemented. Carl's bang on with that as well, added Andrus, noting an eventual review should flag if owners of empty properties are ducking beneath the city's radar and I think that that's going to be the biggest issue I think it's going to be very hard to enforce this and I'm very curious actually how Vancouver is doing this and how they're dealing with it Uh, they went to a local real estate agent here Martinus Jelanis however skeptical that such regulation will do much to solve the housing crisis I got to agree with Martinus on that a little bit. There are more effective ways to address the issue, including cutting delays in processing development plans at city halls. Okay, so this guy's with, uh, he's with Ford over there. Let's cut it all and let's build, Um, which I get. The creation of new units is good, 
But I think if we can take existing inventory that's already there and then just put it on the market, A, it's a quicker turnaround. It could help cool things a little bit faster as opposed to launching high rises and things like that, that, you know, take four or five years to build and are already selling at astronomical highs. Um, I mean, new construction, the prices of these are just so high right now, obviously because of the cost of materials and all that labor. Uh, for instance, Smartness, I guess, has waited two and a half months for the city to set a date for a formal consultation to advise him on his plan to redevelop a vacant single-family home into a four into four two-bedroom units. Holy, this must be a huge house. <laughs> a single-family home into four units. I want to know where this guy bought, what he's trying to do. It's exactly what the market needs. It's right on transit route. It's a wonderful area. Okay, he's pumping his listing here. After a buying the home in November, it could be months down the road and thousands more in cost before... He even secures a building permit. Um, okay, but you know what? Like the city's already talking about these delays, these vacant houses that they're doing the 183 day limit. So they're trying to tackle that issue. But yeah, I will agree. The city of Hamilton's been a bit slower with permits, but I'll actually be honest. I had to deal with a permit issue in the peak of COVID and I didn't find it that terrible. Um, as long as your ducks are in a row and you're using a professional that understands the permitting process, I actually don't find it to be that bad. You just have to be patient. You have to know that it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, and in the end, City of Hamilton wonders, well, gee, why don't we have more rental units online? Well, that's probably why. And, you know, I think I do agree with that. So he's okay. So he's looking at the perspective of providing more rental units, which I guess is a good thing. I was kind of looking at his perspective as providing more homes for homeowners, um, because I think that ultimately is the goal. We need a good balance of rentals, but we do also need to provide housing for people. There's lots of people that want to get into the housing market. And, uh, you know, the interest rates have kept them out. But when the interest rates start to come down, we're still going to have to deal with that overall issue of lack of supply. But anyways, that's everything that we know now about Hamilton Council's vacant home tax. I'm curious about what you think. Do you think that this is actually going to have an impact on the Hamilton market? Do you think it's realistic that they're going to be able to regulate this? I'm just so curious. Um, maybe there's something I'm missing when I'm reading it that I haven't thought of that you have. Anyways, drop a comment below. Uh, I had a lot of fun making this video, a bit longer than normal, but I thought it was a fun topic. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in next week because we have another good topic coming. And uh, I hope you have a good week and I'll talk to you later.